forget the genocide in Rwanda. Child soldiers with broken hearts in Uganda. Massacre taking place in Sudan. Young girls and women getting raped even now. Young children walking in the mountains. Politicians allowing in bad deals and then they steal and then they kill and deal to your pressure. The innocent suffer. To Mr. Oil, diamond and gold But who's pulling the strings? Who's paying for the civil wars and uprisings? Who's benefiting from our sufferings? Could it be Mr. Oil, Diamond and Gold Miner? Who's treating Africa like it's their vagina? Or is it the pharmaceutical companies? Beneficiaries of the dreaded ADCs? Or arm dealers who hate peace treaties? Faceless, shameless, and they remain nameless. One thing for sure, they won't remain blameless. One thing for sure, they won't remain blameless. One thing for sure, they won't remain blameless. To miss the oil, diamond and gold Like the teething cry of a baby. 
of a barracuda is not like the gulp of a leaping whale. The speech of a tiger shark is not like the bark of an eagle fish. The scent of a gardenia is not like the scent of a tangerine.
Thanksgiving Day weekend. Uh, today is the 27th of November. That's I am in, still in my turkey coma. You guys are listening to the happy hour. Open mic here on mutinyradio.fm. Uh, we're going to get started here in just a few minutes with... We have more women in the room than I think we ever have here at Mutiny Radio, any of our open mics. It's very exciting uh, to have a, a highly female comedian grouping in today. Right now, we don't have a lot of people on the list, which means we, we'll do longer sets. Right now, we're looking at six-minute sets, which is exciting because we have people from out of town, both Iowa or Idaho. Something starts with an I. And uh, self-proclaimed uh, new hipster from L.A., uh, Peggy from L.A. So I'm excited to hear what L.A. has to bring us all the way from Silver Lake. She is wearing kind of a hipster hat, too. It's pretty cool. <laughs> like, yeah, embrace it. I'm wearing 12 geese, actually. I'm wearing a puffy, puffy jacket, trying to stay warm here down on the corner of 21st and Florida, 2781 21st Street. Uh, you can give us a call, 415-550-0511. But even better, just come down, dummy. Be in the audience and listen to this amazing comedy live. We're going to be back right after this song. You're listening to Reagan's Polyp. They're a weird band from 1996. Back in my day, man. All right, uh, you're our listening to the happy hour. Keep it going. Uh, hey guys, it's time for happy hour. Are you happy? Yeah, the ladies are happy. We're drinking gin and juice. It's like grapefruit juice with gin, and uh, I like it. It's like a greyhound. It's like a whippet, like a very small greyhound. Uh, or gin as big as gin, bigger than vodka. I don't sure. I don't know which one packs a wallop bigger. Uh, but I've been drinking hard alcohol for the past couple days, and I don't normally do that after dark. So this has been interesting 
for me <laughs> to learn what it's like to be drunk. Holy Toledo, Mauricio's in the house. This is a night happening. Uh, no one signed up for number one, so uh, that means we're going to move on to number two. Oh, no. Yeah, it's okay. Do you want to go up yet? We can, well, I'm not number one. I don't know. I'm just talking. I'm just, this is, this is happy hour. This is not about me. This is about you guys. I'm like, like, I need to run another open mic. I need to run another open mic. Like, like I need 15 new jokes. Actually, I do need 15 new jokes. So maybe it's good. Mauricio, do you want to go up first? Will you do it? Sweet. Fuck yeah. I'll give you an extra minute because you're being so fucking brave. All the way from Seattle, you guys. I love it every time he's in town. He just got a new haircut. You're going to love his jokes. Put your hands together. It's Mauricio. Number one. Damn right. Get to perform in front of a bunch of pussies now. (laughs) I'm joking. I I kid. I kid. All right. How's everyone doing tonight? Good? Yeah, man. I just got my ass kicked from uh, the whole Black Friday. I had to serve rich people lattes. That's the worst, man. I actually had some lady that was like, showed her a hot chocolate. She's like, this hot chocolate is hot. I'm like, it's a fucking hot chocolate, you know? It's like, I finally realized how people start leading a life of crime. Like, all I could think of after that was like, I just want to put on a ski mask and beat the shit out of her in the parking lot, you know? Fair enough, right? <laughs> She's rich, man. They'll be all right, you know? They'll be all right. Ah, man. Let's see. Uh, one thing I like to talk about is uh, Christmas. I'm a big Christmas fan. Uh, I watched The Grinch That Stole Christmas the other day. Yeah, I like that movie and and the cartoon, man. It's like the one thing that really pisses me off, though, is like The Grinch gets more of a chance than minorities, you know? Like he literally jacked the whole town. They're like, he's like, I'm sorry, guys. Here's your stuff. They're like, we forgive you. Merry Christmas, right? Can you imagine like if I did that? Like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I learned my lesson. Quit. Shoot him in the leg. He's going (laughs) to... He, he's about to molest Cindy Lou. And I was like, no, man, I just learned my lesson. Ah, right? You know, there goes the leg. Uh, cold weather always makes me think of the Winter Olympics. Man, no love for the Winter Olympics, right? I thought I'd be like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, every, yeah, I, I want these, man. Come on, man, a little emotional up here, man, being first, you know? And, like, uh, what got me thinking about, like, I always try to come up with, like, get-rich-quick schemes. One thing that I realized, like, in the Winter Olympics is, like, I, I, one year they didn't send anybody from Mexico to the Winter Olympics. It's like, that's my opportunity right there. It's like, I really, really want to set up something like a Mexican bobsled team. Like, that way I can go to the Olympics, right? I can coach them and stuff, right? Could you imagine a Mexican bobsled team? Like, I think we could kill it. It's like, what better race do you get to push a car that can barely move, jump in and squeeze together all at the same time, like they're running away from something? Mexicans, right? It's like, you know, I'll hold competitions over at uh, Home Depot, right? And I'll be like, go, right? And I was like, Miguel, if you don't make time, I'm going to get you deported, you know? <laughs> God, could you imagine at the, at the Olympics, right? Like, you know, all the way from Mexico to wherever they host it, right? It's like, oh, my God. I'm like, all right, guys, I'll get you deported, right? And I was like, oh, record time, you know? And then they whip out cocaine bags at the end and start running away. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's my that's my dream, man. <laughs> that is my dream. Uh, I like talking about the movie uh, Inside Out, guys. It was a decent movie, right? Uh, the one thing that was crazy is they animated. They did such a good job animating Market Street because San Francisco was in it. Yeah, so that was cool, right? 
I like the and what they did really really good is airbrush all the homeless crack addicts on Market Street, you know, and the urine stains and all the Mexicans just sell your stolen laptops, you know. Like they did that, man. I was like, wow, white people are really good at ignoring the problems to enjoy their entertainment. That's insane, right? And the one thing that frustrated me is that this movie was about a rich white girl's problems and her emotions and what's going on in her head. And let me tell you, I am sick and fucking tired of rich white girls' emotions, you know? Like, I do not fucking care, all right? It's like, I've had it with Lindsay Lohan, Miley Cyrus. I don't fucking care if rich white women are sad. I'm like, leave me alone. Just go by yourself and cut your wrists and leave me the fuck alone. I don't care, right? They're okay, because they got health insurance, guys. They'll be all right, you know? Well, like, come on, what's Marina with one less, like, sad white girl? Bearable, you know? It's like, come on, you know? It's like the one thing I wanted inside out. It's time to face the reality, guys. I wanted inside out to be a homeless crack addict on Market Street and see what's going on in his fucking head, right? That'd be a great movie. It's like he's, like, in a tux, right, with a little bow tie, you know? And he's holding, like, a balloon that's shaped like a heart, you know? And in his head, that's how he views himself, right? And he's singing a song like, well, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrow. I once had a vision of like gone, gone, right? And then he gets out of locket and he sees a lost love holding his favorite broken crack pipe, right? <laughs> and then he realizes how many dicks he's got to suck to be able to buy a new one. And no matter how many dicks he sucks, that love will never come back. That's the movie I want to see, Inside Out, man. That's the movie, man. I'm on uh, the space kick right now. I like talking about space. Yeah, it's like, whoa, Mexican, reading about space. We're in trouble. <laughs> They're like, man, then we'll never take over the mission. <laughs> I like reading about this, man. Uh, I know how they found water and stuff. It's kind of sickening that you motherfuckers still think about Beyonce's ass and shit like that. You know, I was like... They found water on Mars, man. It's insane. And, like, I actually want to sign for the Mars expedition now, man. That's my big dream. And the only reason why I want to do it is because I want to be that guy that goes crazy on all the other astronauts, you know, and tries to kill them one by one, you know? I want to be that guy. Go crazy in space, right? You know, like, we're in the space station. I'm like, hey, Jason, uh, one of those pipes out there, it looks broken. Uh, you want to help me? You know, and, like, we get out there, and he starts looking, right? He's like... Nothing's wrong with this pipe, man. Then he turns around. I slowly am taking a rock to his helmet, and then I cut his air supplies. They're like, ah, oh, like you're ruining the mission, man. Fuck you. Right? He starts dying, right? And then like I like that the other astronauts they'll be like in the basement area, right? They'll turn on like the washing machine or something. They're like, hey, man, I think Mauricio's going crazy, and I think he killed Jason. Like seriously, guys. I saw him draw some weird guy in his room. He started calling him master. Like, dude, he's going nuts, guys. We gotta do something, right? And then I come through the roof, and I'm like, sorry to crash this party, boys, you know? And then I beat the shit out of Sandra Bullock with a fucking ranch, right? Because gravity sucked. That's my dream, man. Interstellar, baby. I'm an interstellar guy, man. Chris, Christopher Nolan. All right, and that was, uh, that, that honk is for the mic, right? Or like one minute, right? Oh, there you go. I'm like, when every time I hear that, I'm like, oh, shit, my dad's here. <laughs> I better run, you know? All right, well, uh, I like saying this. I love this place to death, man. I feel like Toby Keith right now, you know? It's like I really love this drinking place. And I can't wait to take down the Dixie Chicks one more time. Thank you. Yay! Mauricio! Mauricio! 
Uh, we have so many out-of-town people tonight. It's really, really exciting. So we just had Seattle in the house. And now I don't know if anybody's ever been to Miami. Uh, all I can think about is that song by that crappy guy with, Welcome to Miami, something ami yummy or whatever. It's, <laughs> and now that song's going to be in my head. That's great. Hey, guys, uh, she's really, really funny. She's new in town. Please put your hands together. It's Dom Gellin. Thank you. Thank you. Is this one? It's, it's like a, I get to choose my dick here. I don't, I don't know. Uh, For the record, Will Smith is not a crappy guy, and I found that hurtful. <laughs> It's a way better anthem than, now we have like a Pitbull anthem and that's way worse, so. That is what it is. Uh, I'm ovulating. <laughs> yes. Uh, ovulation's this great period of time where like my brain still knows I'm gay but my ovaries don't give a fuck anymore. Uh, and everybody smells delicious. Uh, <laughs> it's awful. I, uh, I am new to San Francisco, I am, and that means I'm, I'm still, adjusting. Um, I guess one of the biggest culture shock elements is your guys' uh, selective flushing policy out here. Uh, you know, the idea that like if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like that's not the most fucking disgusting thing you've ever heard. Uh-huh. No, that's gross. All right. That's not, <laughs> that's not okay. And like that's, there are just pots of urine sitting around San Francisco, you guys. That is some third world shit. Okay. And I know that's some third world shit because think of who else is in Flushing right now. My grandmother in Haiti, because she can't. Oh. oh. <laughs> Fucking flush. I just, I, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind because I'm just like, that's, that's the kind of shit that got white people the bubonic plague. You know what I mean? It was just like white people being like, we're going to be environmentalists. No, you have poor hygiene. Fucking flush. <laughs> Clean it up. It's a pro, I don't know. Like I, I just, I, I think about it and I'm like, no, my mother did not raise me in the United States for me to grow up and not flush. You know, it's just, it is what it is. I, um, uh, as, as Pam alluded to, I'm, I am from Miami and um, that brings with it its own set of culture shocks. Because in Miami, like all of my high school classes, they had like one or two white people uh, and we made fun of them because they only spoke English and they thought we cared what percent German they were. <laughs> and we don't. Uh, and so anytime I get to leave that environment, anytime I leave South Florida, honestly, like, I feel like an anthropologist, right? Because I, I get to study white people, but like in their natural habitat, you know? <laughs> the first time I did that, I went to Orlando and people were like, oh, you're Haitian? I don't know where Haitian is, but you can sit down. You can sit the fuck down. <laughs> Haitian means you're from Haiti, guys, just FYI. Uh, that was a PSA. Um, yeah, so it's just, it was, uh, I always have that, that like, culture shock element. Um, there, were, there were a lot of moments that I ran into where I would say something and um, like my black friends knew what I was talking about and my white friends, it's like they heard just fucking nothing, just <laughs> all right? Uh, and it, the boys calls it double consciousness, it's been studied, but I just call it a white person dog whistle. Uh, <laughs> just depends on the day. For example, if I use the words like he was a linebacker at FAM, or well, Howard, Right, like there's like two people who know what I said. What I actually just said was like, he's a big black dude, but don't be afraid, he went to college, you know? And then, and then we're all in the safe space together, we know what's happening. Uh, but when I, when I finally moved back to Miami, I learned that that definitely goes both ways. Um, specifically with like Cuban old ladies, they have this thing, I don't know if anybody's seen it before, but you just, mm, you just rub your forearm with like your two fingers on the other hand. You, do you know what that is? That is, that is Cuban old lady code for there's a black person coming, they can see you, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, 
I grew up in Miami. I only learned that like this year. And it blew. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to learn it, but now I know it. I go to open mics. I don't even tell jokes anymore. I'm just like, PSA! And then I'm like, oh, there are no black people here. Wrong mic. And then I leave. And then, but no, it's just like, I, I just, that, that blows my mind because I just, I like, I want to catch somebody doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to see them and be like, I see you, Abuela. Like, I see you. I'm coming for you. I'm going to be everything you've ever been afraid of. You know, like, I just, oh, it's, I want it so bad. <laughs> but uh, my favorite part about that is to watch, watch you guys, watch white people be horrified and be like, oh my God, that's so racist. <laughs> We've evolved our races. And I'm like, I know, that's why we have prisons, you know? And it's, thanks. <laughs> Oh, ho, ho, we feel sad about that one. <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry about it. I, um, to come here, I did drive uh, from, from Miami. And I, you, I am a driver. <laughs> I'm a driver. Uh, and I, I, uh, I, I rode with my friend Paul, and he's this other Haitian kid. And I was like, Paul, I want you to come to San Francisco with me. And he looked at me, and he's like, listen, this is going to be a lot of fun, but we need James. And I was like, you're right. And James, James is actually our token white friend. I'm not going to lie. He's a... Uh, he actually just looks like a jar of, uh, like, a, like a ball of yarn fucked a jar of mayonnaise. Um, and so we were counting on that to get us through Alabama, and it totally worked because I made it here. So thank you guys so much. That's my time. My name is Dom Jones. Thank you, Pam. You're awesome. Yay. Keep it going for Dom. Hooray. Yes. Guys are listening to the happy hour here at mutinyradio.fm. We have a lot of people here now, and I'm very, very excited. That's great sets thus far. Uh, our next comedian, it, she is amazing too. She's here like every Monday. We had the we had the best. We actually had a really good time with Dom on Wednesday at the Gary Club. It was really fun. Uh, but your next comedian is hilarious. Put your hands together. It's Tess Berry. like that good stuff. I might just sing show tunes for you guys all night. Do it. My kind of doubt. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my boss is really sexist. He says stuff like, hey, Te- <laughs> hey, Tess, keep it up. We all know that's about boners. Uh, but I do think that there are a lot of insults that um, kind of call out straight women and, and gay men, things like blow hard and cocksucker. I honestly think that cocksucker is a compliment. Most of my friends are cocksuckers. I'm going to start a cocksucker club. Everyone's invited. One cock per mouth uh, minimum. <laughs> my boss, uh, well, he is a cocksucker because he's gay, but he's also an asshole. and. <laughs> I do not like him very much. He'll say things to me, like he'll be like, hey guys, we need to corroborate on this project, and Tess, I don't need to reverberate to you again that you're being lackadaisical. I'm like, I don't, n- none of that made sense. <laughs> I honestly have, you also didn't tell me what you want me to do. I don't think I can go do my job. He sucks. Um, it's all right though. I get away with like not doing work, so it's fine. I also have been thinking that the patriarchy can be out of love sometimes. You know? Yeah, you know. I have a very overprotective father and brother who don't want me to make any mistakes because they don't want me to want to see me get hurt, although they make plenty of mistakes for themselves. And, uh, you know, so they, they just try and look out for me and try and tell me what to do just to make sure that I'm okay. 
But I'm a feminist, you guys. Or at least I think so. Uh, I left a voicemail with my dad, and he's going to let me know if I am. He's going to call me back. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see about that. I was at a bar the other day, and this guy was talking to me, and he was like clickbait in real life. Like he was like super hot, and then I started talking to him, and then he like didn't believe in evolution, and I mean like he didn't support Trump. It wasn't that bad. Like it was more like an upworthy article. You're just like, oh, I wish I didn't watch that, but I wasn't like totally turned off by it. But pass. <laughs> Back button, please. Uh, but yeah, he was clickbaity, and talking to him. Um, it made me uncomfortable because I was texting my friend about it and I realized how close the, uh, the acronyms FB and BF are. Like, fuck buddy and boyfriend are like way too close for my comfort. And it also usually just gets back to butt fucking. Um, <laughs> uh. <laughs> Speaking of butt fucking, is it, is it just me or did John Lennon start to look a little Asian when he was dating Yoko? <laughs> My, I mean, they talk about how you start to look like, or you like, you like pick up the traits of the person that you're with, but that one seemed a little extreme. Mm, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't note that I wrote and I couldn't read it because it was scribbled, and I also realized how close that the term Catholic and alcoholic are. Like, there's a lot of. Similar letters in there. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was also realizing that dating is, is a lot like school. It's a lot like school in the fact that we get graded. We get graded uh, when we go out with someone. They're grading us. You know, and men and women heterosexual relationships, they tend to grade differently. So a woman walks into a, a date with a man, and the man is a type of professor who you started at 100% and you just have to prove, why wouldn't I fuck you? You just have to prove, you know, maybe she, I don't know, smells weird, or I don't know why dudes don't fuck girls. It just seems like all they talk about is how they want to fuck every single one of them, so I don't really know. But, you know, for women, they come in, and a man starts out at a zero, and it's like, prove why I should fuck you. You know, I've got tenure to worry about, I've got a reputation to keep, I can't just, like, go around fucking anyone. But getting good grades is hard. It's really hard to get good grades, and um, that's why I cheat. <laughs> so, PSA <laughs> for all you guys on that one. All right, thank you guys. Have a good night. Yay, Tess Barrett! All right, we are moving this happy hour along. Uh, everyone should have a drink in their hands and give a cheers and clap wildly for our next comedian. She's all the way from LA. Put it together. It's Peggy Sinnott. Oh, hello, everybody. Hey, I'm Peggy. Um, I've been thinking about my voice and like, I like my voice, but it's not a very sexy voice. Like, I would love to have a really sexy voice. Like, I want to call people up and, like, leave them sexy voicemail. But, like, if I leave you a voicemail, it's just going to be like, hey, it's Peggy. Um, had a really nice time with you the other night. <laughs> I like the way you touched my body. Um, you're a really nice guy. I hope you're having a great weekend. And I can't stop thinking about that hard cock. Okay, bye. Ugh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's what you're getting. Um, 
Oh, okay. Let me do let me do some Bay Area specific humor. <laughs> yeah. So I'm from Berkeley and um uh I'm Jewish and growing up um like we you know just the most awesome temple like our rabbi was gay our cantor was transgender uh but I know I've noticed that like Jewish guilt is Jewish guilt like no matter how progressive you are uh like our rabbi would address the congregation like shalom my beautiful brothers and sisters god who we all may or may not believe in loves and cherishes each and every one of you exactly as you are, but uh, so few of you have sponsored me in my AIDS walk. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, by round of applause, uh, whose parents still believe in them? <laughs> Good, awesome, that's great. <laughs> um, I, okay, so here's my plan. Um, I'm, I, I'm gonna buy my mom a house one day and not to repay her for everything she's done for me, but to change the power dynamics of our relationship. <laughs> you know, like, all right, here we go, Beth, like it's on. And like, so basically like, yeah, so like I, uh, like my uh, my struggles with my mom j is really just around one thing, which is that she would really prefer that I not do comedy. She would love me to do something else. Um, and uh, I just think that's not nice because I don't show up to her volunteer meditation sangha at San Quentin and slap the <laughs> <laughs> slap the silent prayer for the world out of her mouth. So, <laughs> so leave me alone, Beth. Um, <laughs> um, what else do I want to talk about? Okay, you guys, we've heard this phrase that crazy women are really good in bed, right? Mm-hmm. And like, hey, you know, like maybe, like maybe they are. But <laughs> I just want to say on behalf of like regular, well-adjusted, healthy women, like we're pretty good too, guys. <laughs> like, you know, we're not so bad. Like we want to do stuff. We do stuff. <laughs> Come on. Uh, like <laughs> you guys just regular women right <laughs> do it uh, worst case scenario try it you don't like it try, don't do it i don't know <laughs> just give it a try is what i'm saying um i i've uh, noticed that in almost every sexual encounter i've ever uh been in uh that the the man will come last uh the, that the guy comes last and um like i resent that um you know, because I, I, I want that to be me. Like, I want to come last, you know? Like, I want to be the person with the power who dictates when sex is over, right? And, like, I've been thinking about, like, the history of women's sexual liberation. Like, back in the day, it was just, like, the guy comes, that's it. And then, you know, 60s and 70s, people were like, no, no, like, the girl should come too. Um, but, guys, I'm ready for the future of women's sexual liberation, you know? Like, I want it to be like, oh, no, no, I fuck you. <laughs> like, I am fucking you. And, like, you know what? We are going to go until I say so. Like, we are going to go until I fucking nut, and then you are done, son. You are done. <laughs> you go wash your dick off in the sink and make me a sandwich. Um... Okay, I got probably like 40, 40 seconds, one minute. Um, what can I do in a minute? Do you guys watch porn? 
You, <laughs> you, you human beings out there watch porn? Um, I, uh, I was like raised on internet porn. Um, just grew up watching a lot of porn. And um, it, just, it just gave me such unrealistic expectations about what real sex was gonna be like. Like I remember the first time I actually had sex, I was just like, um, this is great, but when do the other guys show up? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yay! Keep it going for Peggy Sinnott. Yay! All right. Hey, you guys. You're all hanging out at happy hour. I'm excited. I, I don't think we've ever had this uh, woman-heavy of a show. It, it's like a full moon, and uh, we're just getting the whole tide. We're getting the whole crimson tide of ladies into the happy hour. Uh, it's because of the red cups, I think. All right. Your next comedian, you guys. Put your hands together. They're a very funny lady, Madeline Russell. Hey, guys. Hey. My parents do believe in me, but I'm from Iowa. Don't worry about it. Um, uh, so am I saying my name is Madeline, uh, but it's spelled M-A-D-E-L-E-I-N-E. -E -E. It's French. Um, but really regularly, I get somebody ask me, um, is it Madeline or Madeline? And like my first question is like, how many Madeleines have you met? <laughs> You'd have to have met one to make that a valid question. But like it's also because um, me and my mother are very upset about made up names in America. Um, so when I encounter like an especially egregious one, I'm not gonna give an example because you know who you are. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and uh, I'll text it to my mom, and her response is always, um, that's child abuse. <laughs> and I agree. So uh, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to have, have a child, right? And I'm going to name him Thomas. But I'm going to spell it S-A-M-U-E-L. <laughs> so when his teacher is like, is Samuel here? He'll have to say, actually, it's pronounced Thomas. <laughs> I'm going to sit in my house and wait for the cops to come. <laughs> As well they should. Um, I've been working out a lot lately, so I look really good naked. <laughs> Just trust me. Uh, and I maybe don't look good naked, but I think that I do, and I'm not really like taking other opinions on the matter. What's up? Uh, and uh, it's dangerous for me though, because I like wanna like show it to people. Super exciting, and I've always liked being naked, but before it was sort of just like sadly opening the kimono to like the nearest appreciative nerd. <laughs> and now it's like super exciting. It's like, it's this mix of delusion and confidence. And I think that this is the closest that I'll ever know what it's like to have a penis. <laughs> because it's always like, you wanna see it? <laughs> no? I'm from Iowa, is that, is that a big deal? <laughs> you wanna see it? It's awesome. Okay, well, let me just text you a picture of it really quick. <laughs> um, I, had a, 
I had an interesting thing happen to me recently. Um, a guy who I had been on two dates, two dates with, um, sent me a text message that said, uh, my stress is because my feelings towards you are neutral and your feelings towards me are stronger. Neutral, neutral, neutral. And like it just, that word just like kept on bouncing around in my brain and making me matter and matter. And I just, I like, I got like worked myself up to where I really wanted to like yell at him, but I knew that I wasn't going to, like I didn't want to look like a bitch or like whatever, because we'd only been on two dates. Um, but then I remembered this friend of mine whose boyfriend took her to an all night diner to break up with her. Um, and she took that opportunity to lay into him for two hours, just chewed his ass. And that idiot didn't even have like the sweet relief of the place closing. Yeah. It was an all night diner. Um, so I think here's what I should do is I should be like, hey, Isaac, I don't like where we left things. I don't like that you feel neutral about me. So do you want to meet like at the Waffle House at like 10 p.m.? And then I'll give him something to feel neutral about. I'm Madeline Russell. Thank you very much. Madeline Russell. All the way from Iowa, Idaho. I just, anything that starts with an I, I think they're all, I'm sorry. I don't want to disparage your place of life there where you, where you do your thing. Yay! Put it up again for Madeline Russell. Yay! You guys are listening to the happy hour here at mutinyradio.fm and our next comedian is a stalwart here at the mutinyradio.fm. Uh, comedy open mics. He's usually here on Sundays for Timothy Pizza's open mic, which is from four to six every Sunday. You guys should come for that. But this particular comedian, put your hands together. It's Brady Hold. That's me. Don't, don't say. Oh man, <laughs> that was about to be the most hilarious set I ever did. Um, I'm Brady Hold, guys. I'm not the most famous Brady Hold. I bet if you were to Google me, you'd get some more results or something like Tom Brady holds the pass or Wayne Brady holds desperately to his career. Uh, I'm two years cancer-free, guys. That's right. I, uh, I am an Aries, and my ex was a cancer, and I have not seen her in two years. It's been great. I just hope I don't go into remission anytime soon. Just messing, guys. She's a Scorpio. I, uh, let me see, do you wanna, I was thinking, um, oh, Jared Fogel just got arrested and sentenced to 15.6 years in prison, and the judge's uh, psychiatrist said that he is diagnosed with a mild case of pedophilia, and uh, his hypersexuality was probably uh, appetite or appeased by all the sandwiches he was eating. That's like he had an eating disorder. So he's not gonna, Subway's not letting him in the restaurants anymore. The, I think actually, you know, uh, if he still wants a $5 foot long, he can still get one in prison. It's not that hard to uh, get one. In fact, the saddest part about it, guys, is if you watch the pictures of him coming out, You'll see that he's getting his chins back. You know, since he can't go to Subway, he's not eating healthy. Just really the saddest thing about it all. Um, anyway, guys, I uh, 
I'm Brady Hold. I don't know if I mentioned that because you're probably wondering like what Nick Swarzen is doing up here at an open mic in San Francisco. I, uh, you know, when I was a kid, people just called me weird. Now I'm an adult, they just call me Nick Swarzen. It's cool. I, uh, it's great. I'll just play the stunt double or something. I don't know. I'm Brady Hold though, in case you forgot that in the last minute. I, uh, what else? Uh, I recently learned I have 60% of my DNA in common with that of a banana. You guys, if this is true, why am I not more appealing? I was thinking about the word unique, and then I was trying to think of somebody that, that was ununique, and I was like, why don't I just call them eek? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. Is, is that not a word? I'm not, I didn't look it up. Um, my knees are pretty much water bottles. You guys too? I don't know. Uh, let's go to the notebook, because I'm a professional. <laughs> what? Whoa. Hey guys, I'm Brady Holt. <laughs> Damn it, it's on the last page. There we go. Guys, I don't want to force the issue here, but last time I forced the issue, I, I led to seven out of the ten zits on my face. Three of them from ignoring him. I, uh, <coughs> sorry guys, I'm like usually like great. Um, I was, uh, I went to this coffee shop the other day and they had like this unique microbrew. They had all these different beans from other places in the world. Rather than make a huge pot of coffee in the morning where 100 people can uh, get it, they make everyone line up and they serve it each one at a time. And he's like, these beans here, these beans are from Brazil. This coffee, this coffee is Brazilian. I'm like, oh man, this is great. I sip it, I'm like, hey, if this is a Brazilian, why are there pubes in my coffee? It's Brazilian, Brazilian wax. Anyway, guys, <laughs> I, um, I don't, um, I have great stuff here. I, uh, you know, I'm afraid of bees, guys, and it's a, it's a normal thing because I'm Brady Holt and I'm allergic to bees, <laughs> and uh, it's all because of my father in, uh, when he was uh, a father and I was a baby, like, I got stung by a bee, and rather than flicking it off with the credit card, which is what you're supposed to do, bah, 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 you, he squeezed the venom into me, giving me a near-death experience and making me allergic to bees for the rest of my life. It's cool though, guys, but every time I see a bee, I think this is the end of me. And this is the one that was sent to kill me. It's the Highlander bee, and it's like, there could be only one. And then it's like, then I look at it closely, and it's usually, it's just, it's, it's a wasp. And it's like, I hate wasps. Wasps are like the freaking racist of the bees. They're like the bros of the animal kingdom. I freaking hate them. They're like, ha oh, sting you twice. Still feel nice, bro. Freaking bees, at least they die for the colony. They die for a cause. They die for, they die for honey. That's what they die for. They're willing to die for honey. You know what? There's no good wasps anywhere on this planet, except for maybe the Sacramento WNBA team, the wasps. But how do I know that? I'm Brady Holden. I'm allergic to bees, too. We have something in common. We can both die from the tiniest things on Earth. It's not very funny. Uh, our next, <laughs> if anyone has an anakit on them, I've, mine's expired, so. But it's cold now, so the bees aren't coming to get me. Well, I'm on, I'm on like Medi-Cal or whatever. I'm, I'm poor. Uh, everything's free when you're poor. Hey, your next comedian is a real funny guy. He shows up here all the time. Put your hands together. It's Jason Balmforth. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Learning a lot this evening. Learning Mauricio wants to kill me in space. Stared directly at me during that entire set, Mauricio. Is there something you want to say? <laughs> Scared. Uh, so moving on to actual jokes. Um, I don't know. I feel like there are... All right. Going on. I'll do a different joke. Got a better one in mind. All right, so um, like any other guy or person right now, I'm on Tinder. No applause. I appreciate that. And uh, it's not working all that well, obviously. And uh, I found out why just recently, and I found out why. And the reason why is the first tag under my name on my Tinder profile is white trash. And I resent that. And I was just about to write them a big angry email saying like, hey, I resent being called white trash. And then I saw my uncle get tased on an episode of Cops. And I found out that Tinder knows me better than I do. Oh, man. I feel like Yelp has gotten out of control. I just got hired for a job recently. And on the conditions of employment, one of them was uh, leave us a good Yelp review. I've only had one other job require that of me, and that was when I worked at a porn store. And it is really hard to give that place more than three stars. I can, I can tell you firsthand. But it's getting out of control because not only have I read the rev Yelp reviews to my company and every other company around, all of them are just generally like fair to all right. And I'm going like, what the fuck does it take to earn five stars on Yelp? Nowhere earns a consistent five stars on Yelp. The only place I could think of on earth that would earn a consistent five stars on Yelp would be a meth house. And that would be because five stars meth was here. <laughs> so none of you have been out to uh, the Midwest recently then? <laughs> oh man, that meth joke would have worked better. No, um, I mean, the internet is already ridiculous. I found out that the comments on porn websites are nicer than the comments on YouTube. <laughs> this is not okay. You will never hear someone use any sort of like, you know, like, oh, God damn it, I hate that guy. He's such a cocksucker. On Pornhub. Just doesn't happen. I hate protesters. Like, uh, I can support the cause, but I hate the protesters. I was uh, on the bus the other week, and there was a protest going on down Mission to raise the minimum wage. And uh, because of this protest, I was late to my minimum wage job. <laughs> and um, I lost out on money because of that. <laughs> so yeah, just, you know, if you guys want to protest, it's cool. Just keep it on the sidewalks. It's, it's, well, I'll get along fine. Oh, man. Ah, fuck it. I'm going to tell a porn store story. Um, I think the best part about working in a porn store, once we had a guy get lit on fire in one of ours. This is an honest-to-God story. I won't tell you the details because that's disgusting. But <laughs> the best part was, for about two weeks afterwards, I got to use the best assortment of puns. Because people would walk in like, hey, is the... Is this store uh, where the guy got lit on fire? Yeah, that's why you buy a lube. Or better yet, yeah, turns out there is a god. He's pissed. Doesn't like you here. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you, 
I have found that working at a porn store has led me to lead some very interesting experiences that really I don't think anyone else should ever experience. I have had the experience of being able to listen to cops tell their horror stories about what they've been through and just be like, yeah, I got one better. And you know what? I did that in Colorado just recently. I was at a gas station in Colorado, 2 in the morning, and five cops were talking about the weird shit they'd seen that evening. And I said, yeah, I got one better. And they were like, yeah, right. And I said, yeah, I used to work at this porn store in San Francisco. And three of them turned and left immediately. Like, oh, no, fuck that. He wins. Now I'm going to leave you guys on that. Yay, Jason Balfour. Porn stories. Porn stories. From Jason Bomforth. Uh, hooray, huzzah. Hey, again, you guys, this is a lady heavy night. I'm fucking loving it. Your next comedian, funny lady. Uh, I'm, I pronounced her name almost right last week, and I'm going to do it right tonight. Hey, guys, clap wildly. It's Haley Benamark Deacon. And my love. Hey, guys. Really, really close. Art. 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 You knew Art. it. Art. You knew it. Um, I'm a professional, too. I have a notebook, too. Spider-Man app. Does anybody else have the Spider-Man app? <laughs> you can get it on the floor of a gas station bathroom. <clears throat> I'm only going to tell that joke till I have money to fix my screen. Which means I'm probably going to be telling that joke for a while. Anyway, you guys had a good Thanksgiving? Surprise, there wasn't more Thanksgiving humor tonight. Did you guys go see family? Who saw family? Who hates seeing their family? Yeah. I don't really do family that much. I do have some extended family. Um, on one side, it's all Washington State rednecks. And then the other side, um, it's like old style racist colonialists who still live in South Africa, like Cape Town, who support a apartheid. Like they tried to explain to me when I was 10 why Africans can't govern themselves. Um, so I don't see family that much. Uh, they're racist, is what I'm saying. I come from, I come from racist, uh, global varieties of all kinds. But last month, actually, for the first time in like six years, I saw some family members on the Washington Rednecks side. Um, one of them did straight up tell me, like, "Oh, you went to Portland," and she. This isn't even funny. She just said to me, "Oh, there are black people there. It's scary." She just said it, like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's funny, though, because we have this adopted cousin. Um, he's, like, 16 now. I hadn't seen him in forever. And I've always known he's, like, brown, like, it's obvious. I've never known what his actual heritage is. And I asked this year, I was like, hey, Uncle Derek. I don't know if Derek's my uncle. They're all just kind of cousins or uncles, or I think they're blood-related. They show up to the bonfire every time I go hang out. So I was like, what is um, Aaron's biological background? And instead of like answering, he just tells me, well, you know I only named him Aaron because I couldn't name him Tanner, right? And I was like, what do you mean? Oh, hold on. <laughs> hold on, he explained it. He goes, yeah, the only reason we didn't name him Tanner is because um, Auntie Jane wouldn't let me. I was like, why wouldn't Auntie Jane let you? He goes, well... She didn't think it was funny when I wanted to call him Tanner because he's Tanner and us. 
I swear to God this happened. I didn't come up with that, like, for this stage. This is a real guy who votes. <laughs> He's a sweet. He's a sweet dude. Aaron's a great kid. Um, so, uh, cell phones have changed the world in a lot of ways. Yeah. You like, <laughs> you like cell phones? Rock on cell phones. That's what, that's what you're saying, right? They've, they've done a lot to change the way we live, but I think for the most part, they've just ended the era of being able to push people into pools. That one's a thinker. <clears throat> no, I mean, my generation gets a lot of flack for being on our phones all the time. Um, I don't think they're wrong. I'm on my phone a lot. I like being on my phone. I feel good about it. I just, I'd like people to consider that maybe we're not the worst generation so much as this is the worst world <laughs> ever. Like, maybe the internet feels better than real life and that's not my fault. I didn't, people my age like work in the tech industry now, but we didn't make the internet. Like, Steve Jobs is so old he's dead. Like, <laughs> What, too soon? Come on. People thought he was dead like four years before it happened. Like, he's still eating fruit? Oh, is that working? He loves apples. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that one. <clears throat> um, oh, the point is, I don't really think the way our parents spend their time is much better. Like, is it worse that I'm on my phone rather than watching shitty local news and denying climate change? Thank you. Or like riding motorboats? How many people's parents have fucking motorboats? It's like a very specific type of person who thinks that they're like connecting with nature and exercising American freedom and really they're just polluting a lake. I'll never have that opportunity. Like, maybe I'm on my phone all the time because I'm busy reading the 23 ways to like life hack out of this world you created. I'm glad you guys laughed a little bit. I know that when someone, like, stumbles over a word evolutionarily, we're like, oh, they made a mistake, they're wrong, and you don't want to endorse it. But you still laugh, so thank you. <laughs> Thanks for that. How much more of my minute do I have, Pam? Uh, oh, fuck. I have a show tomorrow. It's my first show ever, and I... Thank you. It's at the Milk Bar, 10 p.m. I, uh... <laughs> He's like, do you have eight minutes? I was like, yeah. I started comedy a month ago, and I have like four. <laughs> so <laughs> try out new stuff for my first pay gig tomorrow. All right. I guess that was my closer. Thank you, guys. Haley, Benham, Archdeacon. Go see her tomorrow night at Milk, 10 p.m. Yeah, of course. Hey, yeah, she's going to do eight minutes, you guys. Uh, your tights are really cute, too. Wear those. Those are. I have, you must be freezing your balls off. Because you have really big balls to do eight minutes tomorrow night after doing comedy for a month. I'm kidding. I wish you the best of luck. You're going to have a great time. Just have fun. Yay! Clap again for Haley. Yay! Uh, your next comedian, uh, he's the headliner on Fantastics later tonight. You guys get a special pre-show. What a treat. You guys are in. Have you known you are in for a treat? Buckle in, everybody, because it is, he is sweet as can. He is the pumpkin pie you wanted last night and you didn't get. Put your hands together. It's Joe Gorman. Oh, my goodness. It was me the whole time, the guy in the corner. 
A Thanksgiving treat. Let's usher in the Christmas season. Oh, did we have a good Thanksgiving yesterday? It was fucking fantastic. Of course, you know why? Because everyone had Thanksgiving here in California. You know what bullshit my dad tried to do? He tried to get everyone in the family to have Thanksgiving with him in Tennessee. Tennessee, where shit gets fucking cold. Can you believe that shit? Right now, we're dealing with an ice age of 55 degrees right now. I'm wearing, I'm wearing four later, layers to battle this Bay Area chill, and he wants me to go where there's fucking frost on the windshield of cars. You know how people in the Midwest start their day? They have to chip ice off of the windshield of their vehicles to take them to their terrible jobs, which are still in the Midwest. There's no win. You know what? You know what we would have to do to get our turkey on for things. We'd have to kill the turkey ourselves. My my idiot uncle would go out with the turkey and an axe and and and, and cut off the fucking turkey's head. This is California. We buy our our food with free range on the box, and we just it's trust. We we fucking trust Whole Foods. I'm gonna pay you seven thousand dollars for this turkey. I'm assuming it was like. Or like like it had yoga to do and it had massages every day and and fed a whole gr a whole food diet not whole grain you're not supposed to feed birds grain. Long story short, I don't want any blood on my hand. Don't show me how a bill is passed. Don't try to make it entertaining. Just make it a thing. So of course my dad came out here uh, and that was exciting. That was it's always fun to have fucking arguments about about bullshit politics, you know, with, with family here just arguing about shit. It's like, well, I read this fucking BuzzFeed article. I'm like, uh, well, I read this thing in the corrupt Washington Post that takes bribes from various people to run whatever ad advertisements and cut whatever ads. And it's, it's all fucking, he said, I know, like, well, I got a fucking blog that my, my friend posted on Facebook that I'm posting on your Facebook wall right now. So pull it up right now with the Thanksgiving menu. Get out of the way. And we're all just, just draining ourselves and, and depleting ourselves emotionally on, on Thanksgiving. <laughs> on Thanksgiving, you guys. It's like, what the fuck? We gotta get up at 3 a.m. to beat the shit out of people to buy a flat screen TV and you guys are wasting time about politics. Black Friday is tomorrow. We're gonna be in that Target parking lot with torches and, and pitchforks and battle axes fighting our way, trying to trying to buy whatever flat screen TVs and Blu-ray players. And I wanna pay I wanna pay a, like $150 for an Xbox. And we don't have time for this right now. So pass the mashed potatoes. We've got murder on our hands tomorrow. Right? You guys getting any good Black Friday deals? Okay, of course not. This is California. This is fucking San Francisco. We get all everything we want to buy. We order through Amazon, and it's delivered by a drone. We don't. We don't fucking. We don't have to fucking be like rely on like our second grade karate knowledge on other people. Like, have you seen that shit of it? Everyone just doing just like grappling with one another for like the fucking word. It's not even like the. Top tier shit, but it's like Cabbage Patch dolls and like those those shitty ass Fisher Price things that don't teach kids anything. Have you seen any like? Do you see how baby geniuses now like have i like iPads? They have iPad apps and shit that they work with. You can't have nobody needs Fisher Price anymore. It's it's a dying art form. That's like that's the equivalent of getting a kid like a paddle ball with with like a string attached to it, man. 
You guys aren't behind me on that? Well, I'm gonna fucking workshop that one. Ooh, will it be done by tonight when I headline? The race is on. We need a little countdown clock in the corner right here. I gotta fucking workshop that sucker. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna write and then my hand's gonna get sore and I'm gonna be like, oh man, and beats a sweater gonna form and more and more comics are gonna come up on stage and do their set and I'm frantically trying to figure out a way to write it perfectly and I write a sentence like, cross it out in frustration and I rip out a page and more comics are coming up. Am I painting too much of a painting right now? You're like, hey, let us live it ourselves, thought crime. What are you doing? Using your ESP for bad. Don't take us there. Let us live in the moment. I'm sorry to steal that from you for a moment. Phone lines are probably blowing up. Cut his mic. He's telling too much. If he's going to be useful, tell us the lotto numbers. I would never abuse my power as, as, a, as a free range comic for that. Ooh, that's an interesting title. You know what? I'm going to work that onto a t shirt ad someday. Not right now. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's fucking keep it tight. Anyway, long story short, I murdered some people on Black Friday. I fucking pushed an old lady off her rascal scooter to get a thousand piece puzzle. Knocked down to like 50 cents, so it was absolutely worth it. Oh, I, I fucking felt alive, you know? And, that's, and I think that's the true meaning of the holiday season. And now we get, we get to fucking have Christmas. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some eggnog jokes and knock it out of the park with those. And oh man, I hear some, I'm, I'm gonna fucking riff on Jingle Bells pretty soon. So tis the season. All right, guys, thank you very much. Yay! The crowd is wild for Joe Gorman. Yes, yay. If you're missing any eggnog, we have some in the refrigerator right now. Oh. I was gonna mix eggnog with gin. I didn't know if that was disgusting or not. I didn't try it because we finished the grapefruit juice, but I believe there's more gin. Is gin and eggnog a bad idea? Yes. I don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, you put rum in eggnog usually, right? What, jungle juice? He got more juice. I'm just saying I have eggnog, so if anyone wants to get in the Christmas spirit, and I know. I love eggnog, is all I'm saying. Eggnog is one of the most perfect foods made for the Christmas season. Uh, it's just, it's so creamy. And it, the best thing is after you uh, barf, it's so creamy coming out too, you know? When you just have too much rum after dark. No one else understands. Uh, your next comedian, I don't know where he's going for Christmas. He might go back to Philadelphia or he might stay here. Uh, he might stay here. Put your hands together, very funny. Kevin Botch. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Joe warmed us up with all the holiday talk. I, uh, I, I like the holidays. I have a brother with Down syndrome. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Down syndrome is medically called trisomy 21. That's why they have an extra 21st chromosome. We all have two. They have three. That's what that is. I, like, the only issue with the holidays is that I never know what to get him. Like, he's pretty hard to shop for, but when I went home last year, the first gift he opened was Jenga, and he was really happy that he got Jenga, and then a minute later, I realized, we already have Jenga. <laughs> so I just have to get him something he already has, so this year, I'm just going to get him another 21st chromosome. <laughs> he loves those things. <laughs> and you may feel uncomfortable with me saying that, but it's okay. I ran that joke by him. He ran it by the Down Syndrome Committee. <laughs> we're clear, we're good. I'm allowed. I think about death so much. <laughs> just, just bring that energy right back down. 
like I think I don't know. I've had it too good so far. Like nothing. Like I'm 25 and all of my grandparents are still alive. Like something terrible is gonna happen to me at some point. I'm just waiting for it and it's scaring me. Like, and when I say scary, like I like something bad. Like I, like the the worst thing I can think of right now is like I'd get a hernia or something like that. That's not even that bad. I'm just rambling at this point. This is new. It's fine. <laughs> like death is. I I it's I feel like it's thrown in my face a lot. Like it, it's just like cuz I I have a Facebook account. And uh like I saw this video somebody shared of this kid. He's about 12 years old and he has this terrible disease that he was born with where his body is just covered in blisters all the time. It takes him 3 hours to get ready to go to school and like he ba- he bathes in salt water baths. Like, you know, showers, those things you look forward to. Like, he cries when he takes a bath. And this part of this bit isn't funny, and I understand that. <laughs> this is, uh, it's a tough one to get through. But the one thing that bothered me, the thing that bothered me the most about this story was that the kid's going to die by the time he's 25, but he's 13 and he had braces. <laughs> what kind of a shitty orthodontist was like, hey, man, we got to fix that overbite. <laughs> I know your blisters hurt, but those teeth are a mess. <laughs> Let's talk about the holidays more, because now I'm sad. <laughs> now, uh, having a brother with Down syndrome, uh, I know way more about the Home Alone movies than I know about most stuff. <laughs> those are his favorite. Um, I was at a party one time, and the topic of conversation was Home Alone 2. Was not a very fun party. <laughs> so a group of us were talking about Home Alone 2, and the question was, I, I'm sure you're all familiar with the film. Kevin gets lost in New York. He stays at a hotel. Uh, at the end of the movie, his dad gets the bill for the room service, right? And the question was, how much money did Kevin spend on room service? And as my friends pulled out their phones to check, I was like, $967, you idiots. <laughs> and then I left the party, because that's how you leave a party. <laughs> you drop some Home Alone 2 trivia, and you get out, because it's not getting any better than that. You know what? I I don't really. Uh, I think that's it. I'm good. Thank you very much, guys. Kevin Bach loves his family. If anyone has a chromosome for sale, please forward it in a nice gift wrapping to Kevin Botch. Uh Hey, your next comedian's very funny guy. Every Sunday he runs a show called Timothy Pizza's 10-Minute Open Mic, and he also has a show here on Tuesday nights from 10 to midnight called Fuck Everything, Fuck You. Put your hands together. It's Timothy Pizza. <laughs> Uh, you guys want to play a game? It's called Would You Rather. Would you rather uh, get a handjob from a raccoon or give a handjob to a giraffe? Let's, let's work it out. Well, no, we'll go through all of it. Um, so you got to sit down to get a handjob from a raccoon because he's a short little guy and He's kind of got like that bandit mask eyes and the ugly fucking teeth, and he's like, 
a little trash panda, and he's got the opposable thumbs wrapped around your my miserable white cock, because it's miserable because I'm letting a fucking raccoon jerk me off. Um, well, let's make this a little bit more interesting. Uh, two rules. It's gonna be eye contact the whole time, you know, with these animals, and then um, somebody's got to fucking come. <laughs> so if I'm making eye contact with this you know, weird little Hamburglar animal. I'm, I'm not gonna be able to come, so I'm gonna go for the ladder. I'm gonna go for the giraffe. So the giraffe is a beautiful fucking sexual animal. Like, you can jerk a giraffe off with some motherfucking dignity. You can fucking stand tall and hold this giraffe's cock in your hand and just stroke this shit. And it's gonna take a long fucking time for a giraffe to come because he likes to take his time. He likes to play. He's a, he's a very sexual animal. You know, I'm not proud of who I am. I was so hungover this morning, I thought about joining the army. And when I got in the shower, I washed a dollar twenty-three and change off my body. All right, stipulation number one was eye contact. This is where my dick moves a little bit. Because <sighs> if a giraffe is making eye contact with you while you're jerking it off, his head is bent way the fuck over like this with that beautiful neck just looking you in the eye with those gorgeous eyes. It's just, it's just it's a fantastic animal. A giraffe has a 17-inch long purple tongue. Ladies. Yeah. You know, th this joke doesn't even have a punchline. I, I, I just stand here and I'm jerking off giraffes. Um, so you can tell by now I like animals. Um, my favorite thing about animals, um, scientists or science or people that make books um, have created animal groupings. An animal grouping is uh, three or more animals, like uh, three or more raccoons is called a gaze. Uh, three or more giraffes is called a tower. Uh, three or more crows is called a murder, and three or more bros is called a date rape. <laughs> uh, three or more hipsters is called a podcast. <laughs> this one's true, this one's true. Uh, three or more female geese in flight is uh, called a gaggle, and uh, three or more Japanese girls is called a giggle. So um, <laughs> I work in an office, um, and uh, I spend a lot of time just, you know, typing shit into uh, Microsoft Excel, just data clerk shit. And uh, around the corner from me is another office with a girl, and she's got a TV in there. She watches uh, <laughs> sports all the time with the, with the sound off. And listening to one woman watch sports with the sound off sounds an awful lot like bad sex. I know what bad sex sounds like. I was raised by a single woman. <laughs> For the guys that get that out there, I mean, I feel you. <laughs> you know, I've got a home, like, you know, trying to play Kid Icarus, and mom's like, ah, ah, I'm like, that was a different dude from the other night. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> you know, so I'll, uh, I'll be, you know, I'll be typing away in Microsoft Excel, you know, putting my numbers in. You know, I got my podcast going, and in my zone, 
um, you know, chilling out. All right, don't go outside, Alto. You know, so I'm typing away. I'm in my zone, and uh, from around the corner, I'm like, yeah, yeah, shoot it. Shoot it, come on. Shoot it, yeah, that's good, shoot it. Shoot it, yeah. And, you know, again, my dick moves a little bit. I'm like, oh, what's going on in the next room? Yeah, yeah, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. No, 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 you idiot, you idiot, you idiot. I'm getting post-traumatic stress disorder from, like, every other sexual experience I've ever had. And I'm looking at a pivot table with the weirdest fucking boner I've ever had in my life. <laughs> um, so did you, guys, did you guys enjoy your turkeys? Did you guys have good turkeys? Yeah. yeah. You know, the turkey, that's uh, some bullshit, man. That's the official bird of the Illuminati. That L-tryptophan, that's what they put in chemtrails. <laughs> that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. You got to be, be careful of that shit. Uh, enjoy your Black Friday, motherfuckers. Uh, fuck everything. Fuck you. Yes, and Timothy Pizza, you must listen to his podcast, Fuck Everything, Fuck You, every Tuesday night from 10 to midnight. Also, you can find it on the Mutiny Radio FM index of all the podcasts. Yay, Timothy Pizza! <laughs> you, you jerked off of a draft for longer than I've ever seen you do it. I, it was like two minutes and thirty seconds of you like jerking on the draft. I mean, <laughs> someday it's gonna be like some five-minute bit on Conan where you're just like jerking off a giraffe and there's still no punchline. Oh, an actual giraffe. Now that's some brilliant marketing. Now we're talking. Wow. I don't know if they can do that even on late night TV. Uh, hey, you guys, you're a nice comedian. Put your hands together. It's Ed Ant. All right. As usual, if you don't know who I am, I'm not pulling out a gun. My name is Ed. I'm a bit of a bum. Spend my days playing video games, smoking as much weed as I can get my hands on, masturbating at every opportunity. And according to the city and county of San Francisco, I'm looking for work. A former friend of mine explained to me the golden rule. Whoever has the gold, makes the rule. He forgot to mention the platinum rule. If you explain the golden rule to any of your friends, then you're an asshole who doesn't deserve any. <laughs> like that one? I think that the chances of being a colossal dick go up with every catchphrase you come up with. That's why I stick to the classic. Go fuck yourself. There's no way to know how intimidating the words nice phone are until you say them as a large black man. <laughs> the only way to know how aggressive an old Asian lady is is by going to the supermarket with her. You grab one fruit, she grabs a bigger one. You get online, they get on right behind you. You take one step forward, they take two. 
They scream in Cantonese. You tell them to stop grabbing your ass. I don't look at my phone very often, but when I do, it's to avoid having a conversation with an asshole. Yeah. Do you know what the creepiest thing to say during a threesome is? Do we really need her? I don't accept packages that have spelling errors on them. I consider it a safety precaution against insane people sending me bombs. It's just a shame that my mom doesn't know what to spell. Neither does my dad, but he doesn't send me shit. Have you ever met a Muslim person that cared more about you knowing that they were Muslim than leaving an actual good impression on you? It's sad. It's sad. Because if you tell them what a piece of shit they are, they say you're attacking their culture. When in reality, they're suicide bombing their own to get away with being an asshole. <laughs> I love my girlfriend. She's the only person that gives me the only thing that I want out of, out of any relationship. A sexual relationship with a white woman. All right, I bought a billboard the other day. Well, I put up a sign on a billboard. Giant picture of myself. Underneath it, the words, wanna date? 415-830-5217. Now, I only ever get calls from the police on that number. Apparently, they found a dead body nearby. You heard the sound. That means only one thing. It's time for an ad. Yeah, a while ago, I was a sad and lonely man. And that's the opinion of an asshole. But I found a purpose, meaning a reason to get up every morning. No, better than that. My website, justmechicks.com. Visit it and buy a t-shirt. Ed and justmechicks.com. Buy a t-shirt. Ed and yay. Uh, our next comedian. Oh, I, yeah, I can. So, so here's what I did. I brought a waffle iron. Okay, so let's talk about this for a second because I can make more of them. I brought the stuffing that I made. I made a fennel apple cranberry stuffing yesterday and I made my own turkey stock from smoked turkey. And so I brought the stuffing and I learned from Alton Brown on the comedy, not on the comedy, on the Food Network, different network, different network, still funny to me, I love it, that if you bring a waffle iron, it's the best way to reheat stuffing because stuffing gets wet and mucky, right? And then you put it in the waffle iron and it gets crispy. So I brought all this, a lot of the stuffing. So I'll turn it back on in a second and I'll make more of them. Don't worry. I just scraped out one of mine for my own. But I'll make more. There's more stuffing. There's plenty more food, everybody. There's two more big waffles worth of, uh, of the cranberry apple fennel stuffing. It really is really good. I, uh, so I'm, I'm very proud of it. All right, uh, we'll be eating more of that in a second. While our next comedian is going to make you laugh, La you're going to laugh off your tummy if you have one from last night. Put your hands together. It's Leo Zinger. 
This always happens, and then he gets, he's like, and then he's like, I didn't know, and then where would the blah, 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 every single time, like when he knows when he's up, when he doesn't, sometimes I do a lottery, and he doesn't know, and sometimes he's actually on the list, and he doesn't know, the thing is, he never knows, you just have to find, oh, here he comes, hey guys, give him a big warm welcome, it's Leo Zinger! Hey, how you doing, guys? Really? I'm up? Okay. Hi. Hey, guys. Um, how you doing, guys? Uh, good. <laughs> Great. Uh, my name's Leo. I love doing comedy because it actually helps with my uh, dating life. Uh, because you know what they say about uh, girls? If you can make them laugh, you can them, you can make them do anal. So that's... Uh, that was bad. Um, I have, I have, um, I was on a date. Actually, I wasn't on a date. I was, um, I had a date uh, lined up the other uh, day and uh, I was gonna go, go through with it. And uh, I talked to my friend and he gave me a tip. He said, uh, oh, before you uh, go on a date, be sure to masturbate and then uh, get the energy out so you can be calm and you can, you, can, you don't say stupid stuff. So you know, I, I did, and uh, you know what I did? I, I overdid it, and uh, I, I did it too much, and then uh, I, just, I just lost my uh, motivation to go on a date completely afterwards. I just didn't want to go anymore. I know the, that face, I know, <laughs> the anxious face. Okay, so and then I had to make that call. I was like, hey, I, I can't make it. Uh, I, 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 I don't need it anymore. I just, I'm okay. All right, all right, Pam, you set me up. I have no momentum. I forgot my opening joke. Now, now I'm just flailing. This is crazy. This is crazy. I'm about to go down hard. Uh, um, yeah. All right. That's maybe you can save me with that. That's what she said. Jokes. I, I love those. <laughs> Okay, let me see if we can find something to redeem myself. I was, uh, I actually went, to, I, I've ever, I'm clumsy, I, I've ever, have you ever walked, like uh, the other day I walked into, walked into uh, a lady's bathroom uh, by accident, you know? But then uh, I made up for it by jerking off in it uh, uh, on purpose. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that didn't make sense too much, but. <laughs> And I've fucked it up badly too. Oh shit! Uh, never leave the room when Pam calls your name. This is moral of the story. Oh uh, shit! Uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, I quit drinking, guys. You guys uh, like drinking? Yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> I quit. Uh, I used to drink a lot. Uh, I, me and my buddy in college, we had this drinking game. We used to have this drinking game. We call it uh, whenever, the, whenever the fuck you feel like it. That's the <laughs> name of our drinking game. And uh, the rule is uh, you have to take a shot whenever the fuck you feel like it. That's the only rule you have. And you can't cheat either. You have to drink it. You're only cheating yourself all the good time, you know. I, um, 
Sometimes I, uh, sometimes I, I masturbate. One time I, I was uh, masturbating on the masturbating on the phone, you know. And uh, actually, I'm clumsy because I don't know how to operate the phone. And uh, all of a sudden, my screen flipped, you know, and uh, like rotated. All of a sudden, I'm I'm jerking off like uh, towards the porn, upside down porn. Have you ever done that? Upside down porn. <laughs> it was awkward. And uh, I had to position myself to, like to, to match the angle awkwardly. You know, it's like almost bending backwards. It was okay too. I, I finished the job, except like I came on my own face. That's the only thing. That was bad. All right, thank you very much. Have a good night. Leo I've actually never come on my own face. Um, one time I came and then my boyfriend wiped it on my face, but I've never actually been able to come on my own face. Just a little, just a little fun fact for you guys. Uh, our next comedian, he was hanging out all night and he said, hey, can I sign up on the list? And it's like, fuck yeah, you can. Put your hands together, it's Johnny Bell. Safety net tonight. So, my name's Johnny Bell, and uh, as 2016 approaches, Hello. My mind goes toward self-improvement. I believe that it is my responsibility to continually strive to uh, meet my fullest potential. So today, I'm going to share with you my New Year's Eve resolutions. And if I can inspire just one of you, then my work here is done. Show tolerance to all people no matter what race, creed, color, or orientation. Energize myself naturally by waking up early to see the sunrise. Make myself strong by intensifying my workout. Make sure I keep closer connections with all my family. Kick my doily habit. Become more environmentally friendly by running my wife's vibrator off of solar panels. Solve the problem of cold fusion. Start construction on my new children's theme park, Hipsterville. Perform my first solo exorcism. Learn to play the bassoon. Get banned from the Vatican. Design and CGI animate Robert Earl Hughes, world's fattest man. Superglue Justin Bieber's nuts to his forehead. Get a 10-minute misconduct. Start a pandemic. Do a 250-mile-per-hour cartwheel in a Maserati. Chug a 100-year-old bottle of Napoleon brandy anally. Tow my beagle into an 80-foot wave at Mavericks. Cause Michelle Obama to take out a restraining order against me. Make a pair of pants out of a Wolverine. Perform a spinal tap on Bart. Achieve my grand champion status in sumo. Pardon a death row inmate. Give my hamster a weave. Go to the DMV wearing a spacesuit. Go over Niagara Falls in a Smurf lunchbox. Oh man, there's too many here. 
Oh yeah, invent a new pasta. Commute to work on a nuclear submarine. Give a Supreme Court judge a nervous breakdown. Arm wrestle Jane Goodall. <laughs> Open a, a yoga spa in Damascus. Pole vault into San Quentin. Give Oprah my car. Learn to speak Comanche. Have an infant arrested. Go to Baghdad dressed as a medieval crusader. Man. Sorry, cheat, cheat, cheat here. I had this more. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Have my old underwear displayed at the Getty. Take an Uber ride from San Francisco to Managua. Get married dressed as a Robocop. Name my firstborn Dolomite Jones. Start a cabal. Give the Queen of England a happy ending. Take Nicki Minaj on a date at Chuck E. Cheese. Free climb Half Dome, wear, dressed as a Kalahari Bushman. Go on the Frankenberry diet. Beat the living crap out of Link from the Mod Squad. Annex Luxembourg. Oh, man. Oh, yes, give my cat breast implants. <laughs> Shoot craps with the Pope. Go to a dinner at the White House wearing a Flava Flav clock. Star in the remake of Mandingo. Sign my name to the Declaration of Independence. Write a sequel to Charlotte's Web called Wilbur is Delicious. <laughs> Bit slap Conor McGregor and change my name to Poi Poi Alamoana and run for governor of Hawaii. My name is Johnny Bell. Those are my New Year's resolutions. What are yours? Yay! Keep clapping for Johnny Bell. Yay! His New Year's resolutions. I haven't heard that many punchlines in five minutes since I started comedy. Holy fuck. No, no setups, just punchlines. Well, it was one setup. It was fantastic. Yay, Johnny Bell, clap again. Huzzah, hooray. All right, folks. Well, uh, so that was happy hour. And what we're going to do is we're just going to listen to some cool tunes and hang out. And starting at 8 o'clock, we have an amazing showcase. It's Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse uh, with Keith D., Jackson McBrayer, Davidson Bodsworth, Nicole Love, Ashton Tate, Jeremy Telemontes, and your headliner, Joe Gorman. If you liked him in this set, he's going to be doing 20-plus minutes. Uh, in the next one, so we're gonna we're gonna hear him have a good old time. So um, there's more stuffing in the back. I can make one more stuffing waffle. So please eat. Um, it's it's really good stuffing. It's fennel, apple, cranberry stuffing. And I hope I don't burn the place down with my waffle iron. And thanks for you guys for being here at the joke workshop. I think that our joke workshop. Shit, I'm sorry. That's on Mondays from six to eight. That's me plugging my other show. What? <laughs> Uh, but listen to all our great shows here on Mutiny Radio. Again, Timothy Pizza's open mic on Sundays from 4 to 6. There's a show workshop on Mondays from 6 to 8. And uh, stay, stay here for Pam Tassi's Comedy Clubhouse. It's going to be a great show with a bunch of great headliners. But uh, we do need more beer, so it's a BYOB place. Go buy it. Yay. Good night. We'll see you in a half hour. Yay. The machines. Machines, 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 machines. 
machines, 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 and his butt, and his butt, and his butt, and his butt, and his butt. Tucky the talking bear. Tucky the talking bear. Tucky the talking bear. Tucky, 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 Tucky. Tucky the talking bear. Tunky's all mad. Goddamn. He's mad as hell. He's got a dick. And he's gonna put it up in your butt. Hell, that bear got a dick. And he gonna use it. Watch out for Tunky's dick. Tunky gonna make you come like the San Francisco earthquake. Insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite. I'm gonna guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship 
as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Muni Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast God, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool and muniradio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen, graphic design for every need, and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to 